2: Sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, sitting here with Ziggy Rodriguez. That's me. And we wish Tom could be here.
1: <laughs> oh wait,
2: Tom is here. <laughs> he just
0: bilocated what just about in lost time or something. Amazing.
2: No, he was in the helicopter. We're doing a, a big thing for Thanksgiving weekend. Oh, oh we right.
0: are. Yes, we're
2: going to have the Catholic Cafe live turkey drop <laughs> in commemoration of like the 40th anniversary of the. Which uh, one is going to be less? Huh? I w- think you're K-
1: gonna be less Sam,
2: but we have to tell them it's a WKRP <laughs> right? in yes. Cincinnati classic Thanksgiving episode. Probably the funniest television ever. It's good, clean, Arguably fun. Yes.
0: And guys, I gotta say, I think my I look really good in this turkey costume. So what are we doing again? The turkey Not you. <laughs> So so that's a that's a costume. Interesting. I'll, I'll drop you out All of right. a
2: chopper if you. Can. <laughs> so look, uh, you know, this is a big weekend. Mm-hmm. Right? There's a lot of stuff going on in the church, mm-hmm. right? There's a lot of stuff going on in your life, in your world, and I'm just going to guess that this is probably the weekend when the vast majority of people start decorating their house, right? And you start mm-hmm. listening to songs that, like, Oh, Come Let Us Decorate, isn't that the song? Something like that. Yes, I
0: think that <laughs> is, yeah. that's
2: the And, and so, so this is a big decoration weekend. Typically, the weekend of Thanksgiving is when that happens, but also we have this weekend it turns out that this is also the first sunday of advent
0: right most people think of this as the first week of
2: christmas that's right so and so we're <laughs> going we're, we're gonna uh, so first of all i love the whole season right i just love uh, as we I, I feel brighter i feel happier right and i have to admit there are um there are things that i might do that are Christmassy, you know starting now um Give and us so, an
1: example deacon jeff
2: uh, well, first of all, I think decorating. Okay, yeah, that's something that we start to do. Uh, we go ahead and start to decorate.
1: Aren't you the guy that puts antlers on your car too?
2: No, I never put the antlers. No. I do the Rudolph nose. I can see that though. No, I don't. I don't do anything to my car. I, that's. I'm sorry to offend anyone out there, but that's just stupid. <laughs> was that inappropriate maybe that's inappropriate you know what that if you decorate your, if you decorate your car it's actually a wonderful it thing it is wonderful it's a beautiful thing
0: so but when you're decorating like the tree it's really it's an advent bush right it's not the christmas tree yes that's right it's, it's an like, advent
2: <laughs> bush we do all purple lights you know and then we switch them over no so, so we want to talk about this because um, and you know what this is our annual advent show Mm-hmm. every year we, about you know at this time when 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 we we play this show this the Catholic cafe we we you know it's like a lot of times the all of our uh, broadcast outlets would say hey you doing a rerun or you doing a, re, a, a new show it's like no let's do a new show because we got we 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 rerun the topic sometimes because i think it's something that we all need to talk about often yeah um every time this time of year uh, what happens at advent in our church and i know that You've probably heard it many times that like, well, it's Advent, it's not Christmas. It's not Christmas. In fact, uh, I, I have to admit, there are there have been people in my past who um who chastised me in uh because I was decorating it. Advent, right? Okay. Well have you ever met the person who's like, This is not Christmas. It's Advent, you know, and it's like, so when do I decorate? You're allowed to decorate on Christmas Eve. It's like, Oh, all right, so I can't decorate anything till Christmas Eve. Only
1: sackcloth.
2: Yes, exactly. <laughs> right. No, actually,
1: I have the opposite. I have people that decorate like you would not believe to the nines on you
2: know, on their Advent, Advent right. and
1: then on on the day after Christmas, chuck it, it is gone. Yeah, it's but, like it but, never even happened. But
0: that's because they're 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 skipping over Advent and they're celebrating Christmas the day after Thanksgiving and then skipping the actual Christmas season. Right. Oh,
1: I know what they're doing.
0: So they're letting our culture rewrite. Our celebration of the liturgical seasons, right? And we gotta—we at the Catholic Cafe need to put a stop to this noise.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it comes down to us. But here's the thing, though. Do our part. Here's the thing, Sam. Uh, you know, there's there's a part of me that says it's Advent, and there's a part of me that says, well, it's getting ready to be Christmas. And so, so I, I, the key to all this, and we'll just go ahead and fast forward to the end of the show. <laughs> It's all about balance. <laughs> thank exactly you for listening. Right. I'm still wearing a turkey costume now. <laughs> yes, I know you are. So, so here's the thing. I can see that. Right. So I've, I've, uh, I, we have a priest friend who made a big deal of, like, a, a, as a pastor, modeling behavior. And his behavior was no decorating. You didn't decorate for Christmas. And then he would spend all Christmas Eve putting up the tree. And that was, by the way, a tradition in, we'll just say, older America. Like, all the way back to the 40s and 50s, uh, even into the 60s, some families didn't put up the tree until Christmas Eve. Right? I in fact, like some families had the deal with uh, Santa Claus was the one that decorated the tree. Mm. Kind of a deal. But anyway, like nowadays with the stores and all that kind of stuff, um, you know, and, and it's Christmas starting somewhere in late September. Exactly. Right? And, yep. so, and that can be a problem. And so, to me, I look at that and go, like, that's out of balance. Mm-hmm. And again my personal perspective is can you can you s- prepare for christmas during advent right without losing the sense of advent and so that's what we strive to do in the drizymski household because I, I, I when i had a conversation with this particular priest when we were talking about it, he was like help me understand why no decorating It's a penitential season or it's an anticipatory season. It's preparation for the incarnation, which is really, and it's talking about preparation not only for the coming of Jesus, you know, at the incarnation, but also the coming of Jesus at the end times, Mm -hmm. right? So that's why all the Advent readings have a lot to do with judgment and things like that. And so it's like, well, you know, judgment day and putting up the Christmas tree don't always seem to like they would mix. And so what I what I asked him was, I said, look, if you're going to have a feast at your house, let's say the Queen of England is coming to visit. Hello. Mm-hmm. She's going to come and visit you. So do you start, like, when she rolls up, right, with her entourage and the, the royal family, you see the limos lining up outside of your house, is that when you start cooking? Is that when you start decorating and cleaning? Is that when you start preparing? And the answer is no. Probably if the Queen of England is coming to visit your your homestead, you're going to prepare a month in advance, right? You're yes. going to make sure that the, the lawn is, is 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 taken care of. You're going to make sure that touch up painting everything's all clean and whatever. I'm going to
0: change out of this turkey costume.
2: Exactly, you're you're out of the turkey. Although I think the queen might like turkey, but you know, Thanksgiving holiday for them is not really very exciting. <laughs> 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 that's a that's a whole different show right there. But that but you But you have to. But you have to prepare for the feast. Mm-hmm. And so the way we do it is I don't know that we go all out, Tom. Mm-hmm. But we we go ahead and put up the Christmas tree. And then like we start to add things as the days go by so that yeah. by the time Christmas is here, it's full on Christmas. Right? Mm-hmm. That's that's what we've always done so that we can keep kind of a balance mm-hmm. because we do know that this is a season of anticipation in yeah. a season of, of penitence. What do, you, what do you guys do over at the Dorian we household? We do something
1: similar to that. I mean, we'll have like bursts of decorating. One one day where you'll get the tree up and decorate it and get a few other things. But then we'll start adding stuff along the when way. When
2: do you start well. spiking the eggnog? That's what I need to know. Usually, we're doing that year-round. We're, <laughs> not, we're,
0: not <laughs> we're not waiting for Advent. <laughs> There's
2: always a party at the Dorians. And
0: if you could please Come on make, start making that checks Mix year-round, that would be fantastic. Oh, yeah, oh, I, yeah. I, I, really,
2: I can't do that. Yeah. I mean, because I, we've had warnings from the health department. They, the CDC has said the, the
0: obesity epidemic. Oh yeah, yeah. In fact, it's going to be with it.
2: Yeah, it's going to be the uh, president's wife. That's going to be her thing is getting my Chex makes off the market. <laughs> right? Because we want to save lives. Right? It's we a, Chris, it's a of
0: Christmas it. tradition. House you cold. could open up a store with that stuff. Oh, yeah. oh my
2: gosh. You it's could. good. It's good. In fact, I'm starting to savor it. In fact, we're going to cut this episode short <laughs> so that I can go and make some Chex makes. Yeah.
0: So one thing that comes to mind here is the uh, the faith culture interchange you know between the church and the culture that's one of the things that jesus equips us to do as his as his uh you know brothers in the faith as, as sons of god is we're supposed to and daughters and daughters thank you <laughs> thank right. you we want to be aware yeah i, I totally agree <laughs> <laughs> Our sister's from our blessed mister. See, this uh, is... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is... A we g- are brothers from our blessed mother. No, but anyway... So this so is... A, it's coming from control. a guy that's not married. <laughs> Here's <You> a, <laughs> know, he has
2: no clue. He has no clue.
0: Okay, so no. You're right. For, but what I'm trying to get at is that... In a lot of these traditions that we celebrate at Christmas—they began actually having absolutely nothing to do with Christian traditions. Some of them, things like uh, the the Yule log, they still call it that, and and the Christmas tree began as stuff that pagans were doing, right? Right? And then when Christian missionaries stepped in in the in the Middle Ages and you know ancient times and and proclaimed Christ to them, they said, "Listen, you can keep this tree, but we're going to crucify this tra- this tradition and resurrect it to where now you're doing the exact same thing." Uh, maybe, you know, if, if you were doing stuff like drunkenness and orgies, we're going to cut that part, but you can still have a tree right. and you yeah. can decorate it. Yes, And it's now going to be in honor of Jesus and his birth, right? right? Doing the same thing with traditions that we associate with Easter as well. And it's Although in-
2: Jesus did hand out candy canes, I'm pretty sure <laughs> that is somewhere in the Bible. Like
0: when he was born. Yes, Actually. yes, yes. It <laughs> was his first miracle. You know, People don't realize. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes, that is the untold
0: story. I could see that. <laughs> no, but the, uh, the, the point is, is that, that I find interesting here is now that Christianity has evangelized Western culture and now has been integrated and accepted by Western culture, now the Western culture's version of Christianity has kind of come back to bite us and is now trying to tell us, oh, no, 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 this is how Christmas is done. Right. Christmas doesn't begin on December twenty fifth. No, no, no. It it depends. It begins the day after the secular holiday. Um, right, right after the uh, the dog show and the uh, NBC parade. Right. <laughs> no, no,
2: you're you're exactly right. I mean, the number of people that still don't realize that the song "The Twelve Days of Christmas" is the twelve days. After right? <laughs> right I mean essentially, Christmas Day is day number one, and then it goes on for twelve days, which will lead us to the epiphany and and a lot of people go like, "Wait wait, wait 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 what yep well i 'm kind of done by that point we're, we've we 've taken our decorations down, you know we might leave something up for new year's or whatever, but really we 've taken most of it down, and we 're done celebrating, and so again i don 't want to beat people up and judge and say well you don 't understand anything, but what I do think that all of us have an opportunity to do. Is to learn a little bit more about where this stuff came from, mm-hmm. right? And don't get all of your Christmas theology from Santa Claus is coming and t- coming to town. Rankin and Bass's production on where Chris Kringle got his name and all that kind of stuff. Right. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you that's not true. What's in that show? It's not? Yeah, <laughs> we still watch Tawn. it. Yes, it's all very cute and everything, but it's not what it's not where it all came but from.
0: Burl Ives is trustworthy as a source of all.
2: Uh, yeah, I think so. Christmas only when he's wearing only when he's wearing the sunglasses. <laughs> You know, never trust a, a, a snowman in sunglasses. There's something wrong with that whole image, right? Because the sun and everything is, is that going to melt it anyway? Bad combination, yeah, that's a that's a crazy thing. But anyway, we have more to talk about on Oh, come, let us decorate. Uh, we're talking about Advent and Christmas and keeping all this in balance. Uh, but first, we have to take a break. Awesome, right? And we're gonna, uh, but also before we take a break, want to remind folks at home, we got a great website, thecatholiccafe.com. Also, I would love to hear from you. Send me an email. Deacon Jeff at com.
0: Also, like us on Facebook, on Instagram, and Twitter. Like and share our posts and comment on them. It makes a difference. All
2: right. So with that, we'll be right back.
3: I'm Bestra Zimski, and this is another great moment in church history. On October 7, 1571, the Great Naval Battle of Lepanto was fought between the Ottoman Turks and an alliance of Catholic kingdoms assembled by Pope Pius V. This titanic sea battle, fought for the freedom of Christianity in Europe and the preservation of Western civilization, was entrusted to the patronage of Our Blessed Mother through the intercession of Our Lady of Victory. The Ottoman Turks had been trying to dominate the Mediterranean Sea with their navy for many years. They slowly captured small Christian outposts and sold much of the population into slavery. The Ottoman armies were brutal and merciless. They sought to exterminate Christianity from all of Europe. After the Turks began the conquest of Cyprus, a small island in the Mediterranean Sea, all Christian Europe became alarmed. Pope Pius V recognized the threat from the Turkish forces and convinced the political rulers of the day to form an alliance that might defend the Christian people of Europe from the threat of the Ottoman Turks. Pius assembled the brave Knights of Malta, the Kingdom of Spain, the Venetians, and several other Italian kingdoms into a naval force that was finally able to challenge Turkish naval dominance. The last Knight of Christendom, don juan of austria led the christian forces on the day of the great battle of lepanto the pope implored all of christian europe to seek the intercession of our lady of victory through praying the rosary as the christian ships met the ottoman host on the turbulent seas Pius v led a rosary procession through saint peter's square in rome the entire endeavor was given over to the care of the blessed virgin mary the Pope was given a vision, which assured him that the Christian forces had prevailed. There was a great foreboding that the Christian forces were going to fail against the superior Turkish fleet, but through the Pope's faith and the intercession of Our Lady of Victory, the Christian fleet miraculously carried the day and drove the enemy ships out of Christian waters. The Turkish losses were so great that they were never able to recoup their strength as a mighty naval power. Pius V commemorated the Christian victory at Lepanto through the Blessed Mother's intercession by establishing the Feast of Our Lady of Victory. Pope Paul VI changed the name of the feast to Our Lady of the Rosary. This feast day is celebrated on October the 7th. I'm Bess Zimski, and this has been another great moment in church history.
1: Welcome
0: back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff.
2: And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting here with Ziggy Rodriguez and Thomas P. Dorian. And we are talking about, oh, come let us decorate. Yes, right. So preparing for Christmas. And the church has already got that all sealed and deal. You know, it's like, okay, we call it Advent, right? (laughs) Right? So the church, I mean, the, the, the church thinks through all this stuff. So there, the, yeah, exactly. So there's there is something to be said for following the liturgical calendar, mm-hmm. right? And so this is a weekend. Uh, I think where when when Thanksgiving is is later, um, the first thing we do is you know, we we like we all eat turkey, right? We enjoy our meal with our family and all the special family time, and then around four o'clock in the afternoon, we go shopping. Shopping, shopping, <laughs> shopping, 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 right? And it's like we have to do that. We have to get all the bargains. And all of a sudden, the Christmas season is on full blast, mm-hmm. right? And, and I think that's the, our first mistake. Now, I'm not saying it's a mistake to go out Black Friday shopping. What I am saying is always remember the reason for the season. Mm-hmm. And not only the season of Christmas, but the season of Advent, right? So if you've got a big family, if you enjoy a good bargain, there's nothing wrong with with going out Black Friday shopping, but make it Purple Friday shopping. <laughs>
1: purple Friday.
2: <laughs> I'm just inventing a new tradition. Wear purple, and she's like, "Why are you wearing purple? Ah, because it's Advent. It's a good idea, right? And I'm anticipating some good bargains. Um, but if you if if you keep a spiritual mind and aspect to what you're doing, and don't succumb and fall into the commercial trap, don't succumb and fall into the secular trap, right? And understand what's going on. There's nothing wrong with celebrating at points along the way during Advent right? in preparation for the big feast of Christmas, mm-hmm. right? And so some things that we can do, we should give some people some ideas of things they can do in order to keep that balance. So one of them I just gave is wear purple. There you right? go. Wear purple all through Advent. It's just a visible reminder. It's why the priest and the deacon are wearing purple and why there's purple on the altar and you know the color is purple and why we do an Advent wreath. Right with the purple candles, mm-hmm. along with the rose candle, these are all things that remind us of the Advent season. So your purple participation is a good thing. All right. So have a purple Friday instead of a Black Friday. Watch purple rain. No. 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 <laughs> okay, we're going to go ahead and mix that. Um, no. Yeah. Exactly right. So. Uh, although I think Santa drives a little red corvette, so that 's also possible so don't know so so uh, what are some things guys that we can do uh, during the advent season or the Christmas season that helps us to kind of see that balance? One thought that comes to mind is intentionally planning a Christmas gathering at your
0: house. That's during the Christmas octave, you know, between the the Christmas day and New Year's day. And you are telling friends about it, uh, including non-Catholic friends, that you're going to have a Christmas party at your house. Yes, on on December 28th. And and then if they say, well, that's after Christmas, that's not really a Christmas party. It gives you an opportunity to talk about our faith and our background. So all this time you've been
2: sinning. And so now you're going to really actually be able to come. (laughs) I wouldn't say it that way. But no, you're right. In fact, it's interesting that. Uh the Christmas party for our parish is after Christmas. Look at that. Yeah. So, and you think about it, it's very practical because you still got the decorations, like the food and the candy and stuff's all half price. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Thank you to the commercial world. Um, And then also usually everyone is at home
0: has open calendars because
2: it's like, everything is like, it's so tight going into Christmas. And then after Christmas, it's like you take a breather and a lot of people are off work. That's a very slow time at work, and so people will frequently, you know, schools are still out. It's a, it's a great time to have a party. Mm-hmm. It's a great time for family to get together, for friends to get together. So it's a very practical thing, I think, to do that. Mm, thank you. You'd Same. also talk
1: to off the air, Sam, about including our pastors and associate pastors. In oh, that. yes. So uh,
0: if any anyone in, in Radioland has had a heart-to-heart with their pastor about what does it feel like the day after Christmas, the day after Easter, I mean, they'll let you know. They're typically exhausted. Yeah. And if you decide— I don't know
2: why, because the deacons have done all the work. But anyway, that's a whole <laughs> other thing. <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke for all. Please don't write. Please don't, You're so disrespectful. You're so hateful. You're going to I get promise it. you I'm not. I'm just you're joking. You're going to get it. I love, I love our holy priest. We have no mass. We have no sacraments. <laughs> we have no Eucharist. We have no confession. We have nothing without our priest. We have yeah. no church without our holy priest. Man, he's
1: really. He's really. Uh,
0: he's right. Cause a, all right.
2: Because I'm going to get it. I'm going to get email. I'm going to get email. I
0: love our priest. But what comes to mind is, having a heart to heart with the priest saying hey you know during the octave of Christmas one of the ways that we want to celebrate Christmas is to kind of help you recharge and be supportive of you whatever that looks like whether it's coming over to our house for a home cooked meal or whether it's we cook something for you and, you know, special, a favorite meal, and bring it to you? Mm-hmm. You know, are you able to enjoy it just sort of in the piece of your own rectory? Or some other thing. Is there some act of kindness that we can make a point of doing as a gift to Jesus at Christmas time, mm-hmm. right? And making those arrangements during Advent, that's a that's a great way to where on Christmas Day you have something special to look forward to, something that you're doing for someone who's in persona Christi in the person of Christ.
2: Mm-hmm. So the, it's always great. Yeah, I think yeah. to spend time with our priests, um, and a lot of times people think like, "Well, they're all so busy; they don't really want to come over." It's like I know many, 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 many priests who say, "You know, a lot of people think that we're always busy, and and we are about a lot of things, but when it comes to like um, fraternal uh, relationships, where, where you know, or family and hanging out with people, m- many of them love it. They love the opportunity to come to people's houses." Uh, And they may not have anything to do. So rather than sitting at home watching whatever old movie and having a TV dinner, which if they want to relax that way, that's awesome. But I think it's a great way for us to reach out to our priests to help them know how much we appreciate and love them.
0: And, and, you know, I would also say during this time, if it's going to be for them, you know, to let them kind of let their hair down a little bit. You know, not um, put them on on
2: uh, uh, many priests don't have a lot of hair. I'm just gonna say.
0: <laughs> but but not inviting them over so that they'll hold confessions for everybody in, yes. your, in your house. Right. or, no, that's or right. something like that. Like let them actually just sit down relax. and have a cocktail, you and relax. know, and relax. Yeah.
2: No, that's a, that's a great idea. That that that's wonderful to reach out to our priests in that way, especially after a busy season. Yep. I mean, if you've ever like talked to a priest on like Easter Monday, There is a reason why there's usually no office hours on Easter Monday, just because that weekend is so big. It's a big deal after the uh, Triduum and all that. In the same way with Christmas, with the Midnight Masses and the Christmas Day. Uh, And they've got, believe it or not, they've got their own families as well. So many of them will spend time with family and try to balance all of that. So um, saying I love you to our our priests is a wonderful, wonderful thing to do uh, to sort of help balance out our season but during Advent itself, I think there are things that we can do. We can, we can focus on what we're doing at Mass. We can have a lot of people buy Advent candles, mm. and they sit in those boxes. <laughs> and the reason why I know this is that uh, I've been to estate sales many years ago. I'd go to these estate sales, and I, I don't have time to do it anymore. But I used to have like an antique mall booth, and we'd resell stuff, you know. Uh, but I'd go to a lot of yard sales and estate sales. And the number of boxes that were old— that mm-hmm. had ad- Advent candles in them. <laughs> and I realize it's because people buy these things with these best of atten- intentions. I'm going to do an Advent wreath this year. And we're going to do it with our family before dinner. And we're going to do the prayers. And we're going to do all this stuff. But we don't seem to always find time. But maybe, maybe finding time this time. Mm-hmm. Right? So the first, second, third, and fourth Sunday of Advent. To actually spend time with your family in prayer at Advent. Mm. that's a possibility and not let that box be bought by somebody at an estate sale when you pass away you know sometimes those candles sit up in the attic and they're all warped yep exactly right it's so sad but it just tells me there's a lot of people that have good intentions Mm -hmm. and we sometimes don't follow through with those so maybe this is the year that you do that
0: Another thought that comes to mind is come up with some little touch that makes sense for your household that where you're able to make the distinction decoration-wise between Advent and Christmas. Like a simple example that comes to mind, let's say you have a nice little nativity scene. Maybe you set up the nativity scene during Advent, but you don't put out baby Jesus until Christmas. Yeah, that's Christmas. a tradition that
2: a lot of people do. You'll see a lot of churches will kind of hold back the baby Jesus and kind of, and then all of a sudden, Right, um, then all of a sudden he shows up on Christmas morning. How beautiful that is! Some people do things like they move the wise men. <laughs>
1: That's exactly what I was getting ready right to say. <laughs> yeah. They move They're the move wise men across the room or That's across right. the house.
2: Yeah, but sometimes that can be scary to a little kid. Like <laughs> just yesterday, that wise man was sitting over there. What is going on? You know. But no, I think that those are little little touches right. that you can do uh, during Advent to help our our hearts and our minds prepare and see yeah. if you can get an elf on the shelf that's purple that that would be a great there's b- always spray paint so so kids spray paint your your elf on the shelf and don't tell your parents that's a great idea and don't right? wait to let it
0: dry before you stick it up on the shelf oh, that's gonna, don't do any of this stuff
2: don't do that stuff at all but i do think that that's spiritually funny. advent is a, is a it's an awesome this the church is so smart the church is so uh, prepared for christmas And if we just follow her lead, we will be prepared for Christmas. So spiritually pouring ourselves into Advent, spiritually preparing for Christmas, preparing for that great feast, we'll start cooking early, right? We'll start preparing in that way, cleaning. So clean our souls through confession. So just remember we're stepping into Christmas, right, by going through Advent, right? Your Advent will be so blessed if we always remember the purpose of Advent and what we're doing. So enjoy yourself with the holidays. But you know what the reality is? understand what Advent is and what it's preparing us for. Amen. And let's ask the Blessed Mother to be with us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of God, pray pray for for us sinners, sinners now now at the hour of our death. death. Amen.
0: Thanks for listening to the Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com